Well, it's a combination of global factors, which are probably the dominant factors. We've uh, seen over the past year a major increase in commodity prices. Uh, they have peaked and they have started to come down, so maybe that's good news for the, uh, for the remainder of the year. And we also have our domestic issues, uh, which we see quite clearly, for example, in, in housing. Housing services, rentals, uh, those are quite expensive in Israel, and they have, got, they have gone up over the past year. So it's a combination of uh, global and domestic factors. Could or should the government be doing anything both to tackle inflation generally and particularly housing prices, in your opinion? Oh, for sure, for sure. When it comes to uh, uh, rentals, uh, I think that is an area that in Israel has not received uh, enough attention. And I think that there should be a plan, a long-term plan, that would help to ensure uh, adequate supply of rental units and would also help to uh, protect the rights of the tenants. And at the same time, for people who wish to uh, buy to let, be investors, uh, perhaps would uh, give them some tax uh, benefits, initiatives, uh, and overall would perhaps take this part, very part of, uh, important part of the Israeli economy and and kind of press the reset button because it's an area that has not gotten enough uh, attention. I think that we're uh, underdeveloped when it comes to the rental market here in Israel. Uh, we're far less developed than in other countries where, where you have all kinds of mechanisms for uh, long-term rental, and that is not the case yet here in Israel. And I think that that's one area that uh, deserves a lot of attention um, uh, for all parties concerned, not only for tenants, but also for, for owners. So that's, that's a, a point for kind of a, a new deal to be put in place. Uh, another area to speak about probably has to do with the taxation. And obviously we know that there's a lot of tax uh, that is levied on imported goods uh, just for the sake of generating state tax revenues. I mean, you can think about all kinds of items that we import to Israel that are not produced in Israel, so it's not taxation for the sake of protecting domestic manufacturing. It's just as for the sake of generating uh, fiscal revenues. So maybe there's some room to uh, reduce that, and not only on gasoline prices, but to do it in a much broader way uh, that will ensure greater competition from imported goods. And that, that's also an area to move ahead. And it's not only taxation, because there are a lot of barriers to imports when it comes to importing to Israel that are not tax-based. There's a lot of difficulties in uh, importing to Israel. So perhaps streamlining the uh, procedures, the bureaucracy that is involved with importing to Israel in order to supply uh, Israelis with cheaper and better uh, goods and alternatives. Now, according to most analysts, the, the immediate result of this uh, unexpectedly high inflation rate will be that the Bank of Israel governor next week will announce um, another rise in interest rates, probably more than we had um, anticipated. Explain to our listeners why um, a country would raise interest rates in an attempt to uh, stem inflation. Well, the uh, central bank, what uh, they're trying to do, and other central banks, I mean, this is something that all central banks tend to do, is when inflation starts to get out of hand, and central banks work with inflation targets. They have a, a target that is set. In the case of Israel, it is a target of inflation being in, within the range of 1 
to 3%, and at the moment we're above 5%. And when there is a deviation of inflation from that target, what the central bank tries to do is they raise interest rates in order to try to cool down uh, demand. And by cooling down demand, hopefully applying some downward pressure on prices. Now, in theory, that's, that's a nice idea, but it doesn't always work, especially when a lot of the price increases are related to external factors like rising crude oil prices or grain prices or other types of external shocks. So it doesn't always work, and many times it takes a while. There are lags. It takes a while uh, for the policy changes to have any impact or some impact on inflation. And in general, when you think about the, uh, the central banks, they really do not have a lot of tools in their hands. I mean, they can intervene in markets a little bit, and they can raise the interest rate, but they do not have a very wide effect on economic policy like a government has. So what they're trying to do is just to work with the tools that they have in order to meet the, the target that they have. And that's why the Bank of Israel and other central banks are in a mode of interest rate increases. And uh, on the 22nd of uh, August, uh, we're going to have another Bank of Israel announcement. And the Bank of Israel is most likely to increase uh, rates and probably will continue to do so until they feel that the interest rate is once again in an area, in a zone which uh, they feel is uh, at least neutral, is not uh, expansionary like it was, let's say, during the, uh, the pandemic. So the Bank of Israel is not going to stop with next, next week's uh, uh, interest rate increase. They're probably going to continue on further. And they stated so in their forecasts from uh, early July that they're headed towards 2.75% um, uh, interest rate. At the moment, we're at one and a quarter, and next week, it'll probably be either 50 or 75 basis points. So it'll get us to the Bank of Israel's target, but uh, we're not there yet. Finally, um, despite all this bad news on inflation, there was some good news this week with the um, an announcement of a 6.8% growth in Q2 for the Israeli economy. That's very impressive, isn't it? Certainly compared to other developed countries, and probably a sign that despite everything, the Israeli economy uh, remains robust. Yes, uh, the Israeli economy is growing. We did have a little bit of a, a soft spot, a weak spot in the first quarter of the year, but the economy came back very strongly with 6.8%. And we've already uh, looked at the numbers and put them uh, as inputs into our projections for the remainder of the year. And what we're seeing in our projections is that GDP growth this year is expected to be about 6% in real terms, which would place Israel as probably one of the fastest, if not the fastest, growing country in the world. We have a lot of things working in our favor. So far, the private consumer has been doing a lot of the heavy lifting of uh, growth, but there's also been some good uh, progress in exports. Israel, Israel exports a lot of high-tech services. There's still a lot of demand for that. We also have the natural gas story that is working in our favor. We have our independent uh, natural gas, unlike, let's say, Europe and other areas that have been uh, severely affected by the uh, gas shortage. So we have a lot of items working in our favor. And of course, relatively rapid population growth, which uh, drives demand as well. So given the increase in inflation and also the good growth numbers, the Bank of Israel is most likely to say that the economy is strong enough to tolerate 
further interest rate increases, and they're likely to do so, and they're probably likely to front load the interest rate increases. In other words, to raise rates as quickly as possible or almost as quickly as possible so that those interest rate increases are more effective and have a quicker impact on inflation, which is expected to decline next year, 2023, to somewhere which is once again within the uh, bank's target of 1% to 3%.